Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm Paul Rozeski. Today is the 13th of December, 2023. Before we get started, today's episode is sponsored by American Farmer Proud. It's gift giving season and American Farmer Proud clothing is an option that you should be considering. It's a business owned by fifth generation Wisconsin farmers, quality people, and they offer quality American made products. They have one of my favorite taglines, American Farmer, proud to be both. Check out all of the options they have at AmericanFarmerProud.com. Well, happy Wednesday to you. Today might be my new favorite holiday. It's National Cream Cheese Frosting Day. And for me, it just beats out buttercream for best frosting of all time. It's always good, and there are definitely times when frosting can be too sweet, and some people will prefer a glaze. Not me. Speaking of wanting something to be glazed over, there are some headlines in the past day or two where I think some folks are thinking, yeah, made a mistake there, maybe don't pay attention to that so much. I think those are some good headlines to look at. So let's jump into some news together. Initially, I expected this midweek moment, and initially being start of the week, uh, was going to celebrate the glass being half full, and I will briefly acknowledge that last week a Republican legislature and a Democrat governor ended up making 47 bills into laws with only six getting vetoed. There are constructive things that are happening across the aisle. And remember that as we switch gears and go to our next, uh, our next topic. Because often when we talk about government, we'll talk about the bickering and the negotiating and the compromising over where to spend all that tax money that they're taking. This time, the politics of money and spending are back to the university system. Recently, there's been headlines about raises for all of the university employees that were approved in the budget, but held back by Republicans as negotiating leverage because they wanted to limit the hiring of additional diversity, equity, and inclusion staff on campuses, better known as the acronym DEI. For years, there have been UW-related headlines about stuff uh, either like this or things like the new engineering building that they want to have on the Madison campus. It's been in budgets and taken out and reintroduced and shot down. It's been going on for a number of years. Well, the UW and the legislature have had multiple issues like this stacking up. So over the past few months, Robin Voss, the university system president, Jay Rothman, and Chancellor Jennifer Mnookin have been hashing out a deal to resolve some of these issues. They came to what they think is an agreement. They announced it on Friday, but in a slightly unexpected twist, the Board of Regents and the heads of all the other UW campuses, they vote and reject the deal in a close 9-8 vote. The main argument was essentially that they wouldn't compromise on their principles and cut DEI for it's essentially a money deal. Some of the reaction was to applaud the decision, one reaction that caught my attention was by Dave Shislevich, a former Madison mayor that regularly writes editorials, and he penned one on Monday called, quote, UW Regents Burn Their Bridges, unquote. And 
at least in my opinion, it was unique because it's not very often that someone on the left goes and puts their own side of the aisle on blast. It's exactly what he did. So in this deal, essentially what they negotiated, the UW gets the new engineering building plus money for additional building projects at some of the other campuses, UW-Whitewater. They got the wage increases released, didn't have to cut a single DEI position, and the new ones had that they were going to hire had to be reclassified as student success positions. On top of that, the UW system would get a bigger chunk of the revenue that comes from the reciprocity program with Minnesota, $800 million that would be going directly to them instead of going into the state coffers where the legislature has control and they're constantly in conflict. Now, in return, the universities would create an endowment for a position focused on conservative thought, change an unrelated program for a position focused on risk and underrepresented students and allow admissions for the top 5% of Wisconsin seniors to be able to get into Madison and the top 10% to other UW, the other UW campuses. Now, I'm going to share a couple of summary quotes from his article, from Shislevich's editorial. I want to make sure I got that right. Quote, but all of that went up in smoke when the Board of Regents, in a stunningly foolish move on Saturday morning, rejected the deal. We jump ahead. Quote, it doesn't appear that anyone, defenders or detractors, has a very good handle on how DEI is practiced on different campuses. Later he says, DEI hardly has a record that deserves falling on your sword over, and yet that's exactly what the regents, egged on by legislative Democrats and by Evers, did. Side note, uh, a majority, if not all of the nine uh, regents that voted against it are Evers appointees. I think it's seven. I'd have to go back and look at the number. I don't have it in front of me. He goes on with the quote, but instead of choosing the real world, the regents, Evers, and the Democrats have chosen amorphous and inconsequential DEI ideology over real tangible progress for students, including students of color. How does any student benefit from inadequate facilities, demoralized staff, and budget cuts, unquote? Wow. That what must have been maybe not that um, maybe not that direct, but it must have been what a majority of the feedback and reaction was that the regents was hearing because Saturday vote, Sunday and Monday reaction, and by Tuesday morning, the regents held a special closed door session, and they're not talking about what was discussed other than talking generally about uh, the deal. And now are scheduled to re-vote on the deal on Wednesday, today, the 11th, at 5 p.m. PM. That changed quickly. But Dave isn't done there. And it's great because the article is exactly what you, you would call a hot take. It's essentially a quick response to an event that ends up con coming across like an unfiltered knee-jerk reaction that ends up getting attention. I think this fits the bill. 
in his, uh, I don't know, call it a rant or not, in his rant, he threw some other haymakers at his own side of the aisle about the election maps and redistricting. Side note, the more I hear from people closest to the court case on redistricting, they have no idea how this will play out because there are multiple choices of direction that the courts could go, which then gives them other choices to make in other directions. Uh, but Dave throws his opinion out there a little bit more. He wraps up his thought on the UW deal saying, aside from the good stuff for the UW, there was the big picture. What was really encouraging during those brief hours when the compromise was alive was the deal itself. It showed that Rothman and the UW could, in fact, recognize political reality and work with Republicans in the best interests of public higher education because, like it or not, Republicans aren't going anywhere. Even after the new liberal Supreme Court imposes new maps, the GOP is likely to have a comfortable margin in the Assembly and at least a slim majority in the Senate, unquote. That's general enough to be safe, but still, it's interesting to say because the Senate could go from a Republican supermajority to possibly a slim majority instead of calling for a bigger shift in the Assembly, which would be a safer bet. Anyway, he ends with a knockout haymaker. The last paragraph of his editorial is one sentence long. Quote, the Democrats aren't just in the minority because of gerrymandering. With actions like this, they've earned it. Boom! That's, that's substantial. It's a... This whole thing, it's an oversimplification of his analysis on the DEI on campuses. So if you're curious, Google it up, read the editorial. But either way, mark your calendars. Even in primary elections, rarely do you see someone on the left go at their side of the aisle that hard. To wrap up, in the spirit of this deal and negotiation and working together and collaboration and all the other synonyms, I saw this quote and I really like the sentiment of giving others understanding and grace. In a statement attributed to Ronald Reagan, quote, the person who agrees with you 80% of the time is an 80% friend and not a 20% enemy. Have a great second half of your week, and as always, thanks for listening. The Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and home owner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join.